rising on an emerging generation of kings. How are we? Is the bomb with you? How are we? How are we doing? Are you happy? Feel like singing if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. The bomb is with me, yeah. Somebody say the bomb is, is with me. All right, I can see comments. Welcome, sir. Thank you so much for welcoming me to fair. The bomb is with me. August says, Fidel says, great. Helen says, we're doing good. Abiola Kikiola says, the bomb is with me. Amen. 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 The ever abiding presence of God. He is here. He is with us. Um, the Bible is full of symbols, right? Symbolisms. And then we see those symbols being strong indicators for our minds. Why? Because we associate things, right? We associate things. Um, so when you see water, your mind associates it with refreshing, with freshness, with wetness. When you see food, maybe pleasure, joy, anticipation, expectation. When you think about balm, you think relief. You think strength, soothing, something soothing, something helpful. And I believe that somebody got that on Sunday when we spoke about the balm of Gilead and you know, the, the powerful testimony in the face here. Let's, let me take a couple of comments. How was Sunday for you? <laughs> the altar said, I got it all. Awesome. What did you get? Do you mind sharing? Who got something? How did you, how did that help you in your, you know, many times I try to imagine what Joseph was thinking, right? Or how he was thinking. The first thing is there's the root shock. And if you've ever had, <laughs> people said, I've never heard the story of Joseph from that angle. Hallelujah. We thank God for revelation knowledge. Yeah. Um, so the bomb was with him and the bomb was, there was still bomb left with Jacob. So what happens many times? You know, one of the things I'm beginning to increasingly embrace, you know, there's a way you can know something, but then you embrace it over time. Increasingly embrace, right, is the, imperfection of man of humanity of mankind right it's almost as though no matter where you go and no matter who you meet if you spend a long time with them you're likely going to see an area that is at best in need of improvement or at worst completely damaged and, and fractured and broken and not just humans but also spaces elements so even in the best societies the internet still has issues maybe once a year or once in six months they go to america people they're still shootouts right you go to australia the forest catches fire <laughs> right you go to dubai everything looks nice and dandy on the outside but then later you start hearing stories of how there's all kinds of molestation and you know sexual abuse of underage people and people forced to do stuff with animals and so it's just the brokenness of the environment we're in. And I think that 
that could either lead to despair or desire. What do I mean by despair? The despair is, oh my gosh, so where's the perfection? Who's, who's trustworthy? Which environment is sane? Which stage of life can provide relief? So it can lead to that or it can lead to desire. And if it leads to desire, then it's how the Bible calls Jesus the desire of all nations, right? As in the one that we are all looking for, all craving, all yearning for. And I think that for the believer, it should come from that place. Now, the reason I'm saying that is that when Joseph left his father's house, nobody could have convinced him that his brothers were going to sell him out. Nobody. If he had told Joseph that, hey, Reuben is going to show you Pepe, or Judas is going to, well, you know, Judas said, you know, don't kill the boy and all of that. Or um, Naphtali or Man, uh, not Manasseh. Give me those names, Abulon, right? He'd be like, you mean my brothers. But then in the worst of human conditions, God still left a token, a symbol, right? Like he, he knew they didn't like him, but not like this. Do you understand? I said, like, there's no way. I mean, there's a way you know people don't like you, but if now hear that they are trying to kill you, it just, you won't even believe it. You can't, it won't even enter your heart, right? But in all of that, the triumph of the believer, okay, is not, please listen to this. The triumph of the believer is not in the perfection of the people he's surrounded by, it's in the perfection of the one who saved him. Right, and the, the assuredness that that one who saved him is always present and is always going to leave a witness of his presence, he will always leave a witness of his presence. Right, so I mean, somebody said that even a broken clock is right twice a day, right? 6 a.m., 6 p.m., 9 a.m., 9 p.m. If it's not working at least twice a day, it looks right. What is also true is that a working clock may also look broken or may also be broken once or twice a day, which means that I, I believe that God allowed that so that our desire will ultimately be him. Now, I'm not saying don't desire people, oh, please desire your husband and your wife. And I'm not saying distrust people, please trust people, right? But I think that God allowed that brokenness. So I think it was yesterday. Okay, so yesterday was, was um, I was, I'm doing a series of coaching events for for men. So I was studying, right? I mean, I've been studying for a while at different points, but yesterday I was just going through my preparation again. And I was like, come to think about it, I was looking through the old Bible to find a perfect family. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do you know that I could not find any perfect family? I could find some progressive families, right? But the only perfect family I found is Christ and the church. But even now when the church has coins coin as an imperfect <laughs> If somebody you know what I'm saying, like Noah, that was not a perfect family. The guy got drunk to the point where he removed his clothes and his son saw his nakedness. And then instead of the son covering nakedness, wanted to go, went, actually literally wanted to go and tell his brothers, come and see daddy's naked, right? Noah, uh, Abraham slept with his housemate at the behest of his wife. David, worst of all, maybe not the worst, right? Um, and you go on and, and I'm like, God actually allowed all the stories in the Bible and all these guys are, are like the people you call your heroes of faith in it. Oh, I forgot that Abraham also lied that his wife was a sister. Yeah. So what is the whole point there? The whole point here is that I don't relate with humanity or with the world or with the earth through the lens of perfection. I relate with the earth 
through the presence of the balm. Is somebody following this? I need to see comments so I know I'm not talking to myself. Through the presence of the balm, through the presence of the healer, of the healing, right? And for me, it was more of a paradigm shattering thing because I'm very, I tend to be, I tend to be perfectionistic. I tend to be, um, yeah, I think that's the word perfectionistic, right? So you sort of like, sort of expect certain things, but over time you realize, mm, the world is fractured and in Christ, all things consist. Okay, I don't know if anybody is listening to me. Let me know if you're listening in the comments. Or maybe I'm yanning dust. Maybe, maybe your family is completely perfect. Everything around you, nothing has shocked you or taken you aback, or nothing has, in quotes, negatively wowed you. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. And then again, this now does not mean you now lose God and be like, oh, you know what? The world's not perfect. So neither am I. So let me just be. No, that's not what it means. But it means that you're able to approach life like Jesus did from. <laughs> so my family can still shock me till today, but Jesus is Lord. Please specify which of your families. <laughs> right. Um, exactly. So that place of giving yourself more grace, I think that's important. But again, not from a place of losing, losing guard, but from a place of grace or graciousness. Or... All right. And then realizing that ultimately at the end of Joseph's life, nothing was missing, nothing was broken, right? If you were to, assuming that you knew what God planned for Joseph, assuming everybody knew what God planned for Joseph, because his brothers didn't even know that God was involved, just that it was ambitious and driven. That's what they thought. And because they thought it was ambitious and driven, they just said, let's take him out. Let's take care of him. Let's sell him to slavery. Let's sell him to a faraway land where nobody will ever remember him and his dead body will not be found. Okay. Assuming they knew that God's plan was for him to be the prime minister, I guess they would have tried to kill him. Maybe they'll just kill him to silence everything. But the beauty of the ball is that at the end of the day, Joseph didn't die. At the end of the day, watch this, Jacob did not die. At the end of the day, Joseph's brothers did not die. This is how you understand that God is willing to work through broken, battered, and maybe sometimes bitter people, right? Sometimes. Because, exactly, because left to us would have just said, ah, God should kill all the brothers. See, God is not going to kill many of your enemies. In fact, God is not going to kill your enemies. Your ex eh, will not die because of the goodness of God. <laughs> the person that ran off with your money is not likely going to die. And it's because God's, it's God's prerogative to extend mercy and love. And I think that when we sort of become highly programmatic in our thinking and in our perception and our orientation, we become programmatic in that, in that degree, in that dimension we miss out on the big picture. So we begin, it's like Joseph is now beginning to control, right? That Joseph 
is now beginning to control what is going on, beginning to control what is happening, beginning to control the environment. Right. Let me control my brother. Let me control my brother. Say, let me control. And then Joseph becomes so caught up or carried away with controlling all of that, that then he cannot leave his destiny. Maybe he never even gets to Egypt. Maybe he never gets to Egypt. Right. But if you know the bomb is with you, you know the story ends well. The story ends well. All right. So let me get a few thoughts. I was just saying that to express, I, I think somebody put it, okay, I think it was P also that left a comment saying he had, she had never heard the story like that. So, okay. Um, admin or whoever is responsible for tonight's meeting, the recording has stopped. So you might want to help us get the recording to start. Yeah. All right, let's go. And become saved by your life. Absolutely. Yeah, they have to be alive to watch the goodness of God unfold in your life. That's true. That's true. But let me tell you what is also true, which is how, let me explain like this. This is a part that the flesh doesn't like and the flesh doesn't generally accept or receive. It's recording on YouTube. Okay. But I hear recording stops, right? Okay. So the part is this. Let me, let me show you something that you may not have seen from the life of Joseph. <laughs> Do you know that when the children of Jacob, the children of Israel, possess the promise, when they possess the land, are you aware that there's no tribe of Joseph? Are you aware that Joseph's name is not in any tribe? And the names of the brothers that sold him were... Is, isn't that... Isn't that, is, isn't that somehow that I may suffer past? What I'm trying to say to you is that God's plan is bigger than your perception of your enemies and perception of your betrayers and perception of your hurters and perception of your abusers. And Are you getting that? Like, it can be somehow. So whilst Jade is right that they have to be alive to see God's goodness unfold, what is also true is that God already had plans even for them whilst they were afflicting you. Are you saying it's almost unfair, but then that's what Bishop Jakes preached many years ago, like 15 years ago. We called a favor, favor ain't fair, right? So we think about Joseph being favored, but what's also true is that his brothers were possibly even more favored than him because his brothers did not suffer, you know, what's that thing? Uh, they suffer where you suffer for me. Oh. His brothers didn't suffer that thing, right? Naim Chubby, you see, so see, favor is for divine purpose. It's not for fame or popularity. In fact, popularity and fame are also for divine purpose by divine design. So at the end of the day, nobody talks about the tribe of Joseph. People talk about the tribe of Manasseh and Ephraim, the children of Joseph. And that's to let you know 
that in God's ranking, huh, the more you disappear, the more he can multiply you. But the flesh doesn't like it. The flesh does not like it. The flesh does not like it. The flesh doesn't like it. We can't, we can't take it. We can't take it. We struggle to see that people that hurt us are doing fine. And sometimes doing finer than us. Am I talking to somebody right now? <laughs> sometimes at a certain phase of life, it could even look as though they are doing better, doing finer. Um, enjoying life a lot more. Honestly, the pain. But what's the point? The point is the bomb is there. What it means is exactly your the ex broke your heart and then got married before you. Maybe they even have like plenty of children now. And between when they broke your heart and now, two or three other people have broken your hearts. Uh -huh. Am I a what is it? What is it? am I a shoe? Am I a plate? <laughs> All right, great. I'm, I'm actually waiting for you to, to give feedback based on Sunday. Let us, at this time, um, and then of course we think of a faith testimony. Please don't forget that you can screen my table. You can reach out to her if you need more personal care. Um, yeah, just make sure you, you do that. All right, let's go. Let's go real quick. Tonight, we have a very special person. She is one of us in the house, and we are grateful to be able to hear from her today. It's going to be more of a conversation between me and her, even though I'll let her do a whole lot of the talking, actually a lot more of the talking, and I'll just chip in from time to time. She's not a stranger to us in the house. Um, Dr. Toby Adewoyi is a senior medical officer at Heartwell Hospital so that your heart can be well and your heart will not fall into a well. Well, Heartwell Hospital, who is committed and passionate, uh, a committed and passionate medical practitioner with over five years of clinical health practice experience. She is enthusiastic about acquiring knowledge and exploring various aspects of healthcare delivery whilst making a positive impact in the health sector by leveraging a solid background and combining her cumulative experience working in various capacities within the healthcare industry. She is an active volunteer as a pro bono medical advisor in several noble causes that are dear to her. To provide accessible, affordable, and adequate healthcare to underserved individuals and communities, she is an alumnus of the prestigious University of Lagos, Greatest Akokites, even though she was an Idiarabite. College of Medicine with an MBBS and University of Washington's Leadership and Management Skills in Health program. Ladies and gentlemen, please celebrate our speaker for today, one of our sisters, daughters in the house, married to our very dear Demo Demo Bobo in the house, Dr. Oluwatobi Adewi. Please celebrate her as she comes on board. Come on, come on, come on. Please, can you turn on your camera, Doc? Yes, yes, yes. Let us, beautiful, beautiful. All right. Are we together? Wait, wait, I'm trying to see where you are. Like, I need to make you. Yeah, central. muted, Doc. 
Is she muted? Um, I don't know if you can hear me now. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can hear you now. All right, sir. Good evening, sir. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. I don't know if you can see me now. Yes, we can. All right, sir. All right. So, Doc, thank you for your time. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. We know you're like super busy. There is um, a whole lot of stuff going on always for doctors. Like I used to say, I mean, right now, I believe I can do all things. I can, you know, but I used to say back then, I don't think I could have ever married a doctor, right? Because my own schedule is has been quite crazy for a long time. And I know the medical doctors, you guys, you're always on call. Something is always calling you, right? <laughs> Something is calling they're calling <laughs> so they call you in right there's always there are always things happening so i just never felt i could marry a doctor and i remember even asking demola that ah demola your wife the person you want to marry is a doctor hope you're ready for it um but you seem to have a very good balance of it because more often than not you're in service and when you're in service you don't look like your soul has been sapped or zapped in the world you said might have a very nice smile on your face and of course you want some twice dancing some koala dances so <laughs> before we go into the heavy stuff can you talk to us about this doctor life is it do we exaggerate the demands or are the demands real and you've built capacity over time to be able to handle that can you just give us like a sneak peek into the, the backdrop okay so um the demands are actually real and they are actually not um, exaggerated. The life of a doctor is actually um, super, super, um, um, it's demanding, it's very, very busy. And the fact that um, you get to, you're dealing with human lives, you're not doing any form of um, experimental, or you're working on animals or anything. So a lot, <laughs> a lot of um, decision makings and like the life of the um, patients you're dealing with lies in your hands, basically. And you need to be, um, you need to be well, um, I'll use the word, um, you need to know what you're doing because any little mistake can um, can just seal the person to the other side and you have to just be very careful. It requires a lot of skills. It requires a lot of um, knowledge. You actually, you never stop learning. You never stop reading because things evolve, things change. I need to be informed, well informed. You need to be um yeah, well informed basically and never it's it's a lifelong journey. It never stops. So All right. <laughs> All right. You guys are pretty much like God because sing that song. You never stops. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. <laughs> All right, great. So did you always want to be a doctor? Or did it just occur to you at some point, like, oh my goodness, so many people are dying and they need help. Like, I need to jump in, dive in, get my cape, and yeah. Interestingly, I never wanted to be a doctor. Really? Yeah, like, so, the that I'm here. 
Okay, so my childhood dream actually was to be a chartered accountant. Wow. And that was, well, that was because my dad had a very close friend who was a chartered accountant. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I really, you know, like, I just admired him and everything. And that was what I carried all through, even when I went into, like, when I got into secondary school. But at the point when I was in, um, Okay, so when I was preparing for my OYEC exams and everything, like, oh, yeah, I got good grades. I had good grades, and I was like, oh, I was still myopic then. I really did not understand some things, and I was like, okay, so I think people with good grades go to science class, and that was why I went to science class. I was like, oh, art class and commercial class, with this kind of grades I had and everything. But when I was rounding up my senior um school, I got to the point where I was like, okay, so I need to make a decision as to what I really want to do. Number one, I really don't like TG, so I'm technical drawing. I was like, oh, architecture out. And um, I was like, okay, so I actually love caring for people. I love um, seeing people well. Okay, um, I think your network Start. Another another option I had was like, okay, so I was like, if I don't get into medicine, probably I'll do something related to health, um, possibly maybe do physiotherapy. So I had to fill forms and um, second options when you have your first option, second option and all of that. So it wasn't like something I had always dreamed of or wearing a stethoscope or wearing a clinical coat and all of that. Nah, that wasn't my dream, but here I am. <laughs> this is amazing. Your story is very interesting. I just want you to have a bit of a background so that we can then uh, dovetail into some other critical areas. I think, I think you're the first doctor I'm hearing say they didn't want to be doctors. Like people usually say, I don't want to be lab scientists. I don't want to be cell biology and tech technologists. I don't want to be anatomy, anatomian. I don't want to be botanian. I don't want to be a cultural lab, x-ray, machine operator, radiographer, right? Unless you met yeah. the doctor, but they give me radiography, right? Yeah. Radio. So, I mean, like, you just sort of like add different options. And Fidel did a wordplay here. He said, well, you're still saving lives, helping them invest in their health. You know why? Because they can count on you. Nice. Right? Nice one. So it's still accounting, at least you help them count in different ways, blood pressure, blood counts. You're still like True. making this whole <laughs> All right. And interestingly, I think like even, I, I still have this flair for anything that has to do with finance and um, like being financially literate and all of that. So yeah, just that as well. Okay, but but you seem to be. Are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying? Yes, you know, I'm loving it. Although it can be very like like I said, it's demanding. But yeah. the joy when you see um your patients um get well, or you're able to prefer solutions to whatever complaints or symptoms they present with, there's just this joy that um that I have, and yeah, it's not a mistake. Uh, I'm good stuff. So I also want someone to realize something that sometimes what you thought was your dream or what you th thought was your destiny right may not be what you were actually designed to do 
And I think that one of the greatest skills that I have developed, and I think anybody could develop, is that cognitive flexibility and emotional flexibility. Um, the difference between a palm tree and many other trees is that the palm tree is flexible enough to be able to swing the wind and remain unbroken. Right. So sometimes what happens is if people don't get that accounting, just be like any other thing I do, I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. I'm not, I'm not getting in there. All right. Let's talk about faith and health. That's what we're going to weave our conversations around. A lot of believers, there are different categories of believers, right? There are people who believe that if I'm ill, um, maybe like God is punishing me, right? If there's a sickness in my life, let's say particularly maybe something that's lasted beyond a day or two days or three days, or they just sort of feel maybe like there's a malignant issue. Some people are persuaded that maybe I committed a sin or find the sin I committed in KC or QC or Unilag or, okay, no, it's not Maolag, or um, Taswet or Unimate, where I was with the mate, in union with the mate, right? Something I did has come back to visit me, right? Do you want to speak about that? What really happens when people are ill and when, especially when it's protracted? So let's say it's not just like a headache or, you know, yeah, what's going on there? Okay, so I would say that um, there is really no, like, biblically, uh, no correlation between um, um, your... Um, maybe what you did in your past or like maybe like you feel that God is punishing you and that's why you're ill or you're falling sick and all. There are lots of things or rather factors that actually um, predispose one to having some form of illness or any form of sickness or disease and some of which um, there are wide range of factors. It could be genetic, genetic factors, it could be some environmental factors, it could actually even be some um, factors due to maybe your lifestyle that has actually predisposed you to having that um, illness or that disease. Um, for, so for example, um, high blood, let me just give an example, um, high blood pressure. So high blood pressure is one of the um, silent killer diseases and um, most people most people especially young people have actually been seen to be coming down with um, um, high blood pressure and there are factors that actually the cause of high blood pressure actually is unknown however there are factors that can actually predispose one to developing a high blood pressure and these factors we usually divide them into two categories so there are some factors that are called modifiable factors, and there are some factors that are called non-modifiable. So the non-modifiable factors, one of which is genetic um, predisposition. So if you have some form of family history um, of high blood pressure, whether in your paternal or your maternal family, there's some form of tendency that you might have. It doesn't mean like you will have it, but there is um, a risk um, of you coming down with that. And there is nothing we can do about it. We cannot modify that um, gene. I cannot wake up and say, oh, we need to do some form of operation or some, some form of surgical intervention to delete the gene. Yeah. However, the modifiable factors that has been shown to increase one's um, risk of developing um, hypertension in this case, um, this um, case scenario is um, one of which is um, 
consumption of salts. So this is something we actually have control over. And that's why when we're managing people for high blood pressure, depending on what their numbers are at, at first presentation, that determines the um, mode of intervention. So if you're coming for the first time with a very elevated high blood pressure, I'm not telling you to go do lifestyle modification at that very point in time, because the risk of having complications is higher because of the numbers we are seeing at that very point in time. So in, our, in, in the management of whichever diseases or sicknesses um, that we are dealing with, we usually just counsel, we actually advise more about lifestyle because we have seen that there are lots of lifestyle um, changes that um, people or unhealthy habits that people engage in that has actually predisposed them to developing um, certain conditions, even malignancies as well. For example, smoking has been strongly um, um, smoking is actually strongly related to one developing a lung cancer and all of that. Yeah, so just all right, just that's amazing. I'm happy that you went directly to um, high blood pressure as an example or a case study. So when you say high blood pressure, what are what kind of numbers are you talking about there? Okay, so um, when we say high blood pressure, um, so the medical term for high blood pressure is what we know as hypertension, and um, there are um, values that we look at. So we have the systolic blood pressure, which is the numerator, that's the numerator, the, um, the figure above, and the denominator is the diastolic blood pressure. Now, according to the American Health Organization and World Health Organization, we define high blood pressure as any blood pressure greater than or equals to 140 over 19. Now, the 140, like I mentioned, is the systolic blood pressure as a numerator and um, the diastolic blood pressure. So high blood pressure can either be any of this factor, any of these numbers. So it could just be systolic blood pressure being elevated or diastolic blood pressure being elevated or both of them being elevated. So it's not just one of, so some people might just have the lower one being elevated. Just to chip this in, so systolic blood pressure is um, the blood pressure when your heart is actually pumping blood. So the pressure at which your heart is actually pumping blood, pumping out blood. But the diastolic blood pressure is when the heart is at rest. And that is actually more scary because you actually expect, that's why it's actually lower. The normal blood pressure should be um, between 90, that's the numerator, 90 to 120 over 60 to 80, which is the denominator. So any value between the um, 120 over 80 and 140 over 90 is kind of like a pre-hypertensive stage. So some people now, why, why, why the diastolic like, blood pressure, you actually expect it to be lower because the heart is at rest. So the pressure should be low. But we see people coming with blood pressures greater than the value I've actually just mentioned, which is actually um, worrisome. We need to investigate as to what exactly is happening. So hypertension is not just both values. It's either of the systolic blood pressure being elevated or the diastolic blood pressure being elevated or both pressures being elevated. 
Awesome. So this is great. And um, I think that people are taking notes because I can't see comments, but I guess, guess people are writing. Sunset and actual Fico, I think that's more. Yeah. Now, that means that people here need to invest in blood pressure monitors, right? At what age do you think people need to start paying attention to their blood pressure? Do they have to wait till like maybe like 78 or 205 on their 176th birthday? Just go like, oh my gosh. Let me start checking my blood pressure. Okay, so at what age? I would say, okay, so from actually your 20s, early 20s, you actually need to pay attention to your blood pressure because we've actually seen, I've seen a case of um, 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 like someone less than 20 years actually having a high blood pressure. Now, this is, so when we see, we see, we call that hypertension in the young. Now, there are things that actually predispose them to actually um, having that kind of blood pressure. So sometimes we need to actually investigate, oh, is there something wrong with their kidneys? Or is, is something like in their body actually making them produce? There's something called um, what we call catecholamine. So whenever, so whenever you are having some form of... Um, fight or flight experience or you need to run away from a tiger, for example, you need to run away from... So your adrenaline pumps up. So there's some, there's a condition called furocomocytoma. Sorry to like the, all these big terms. In this condition, furocomocytoma. So when so there's this a lot of chromosomes in your foil or what? No, so lots of catecholamines, like all this adrenaline, um, it, there's something called adrenaline, like it's called, um, I'm trying to, so there's something called epinephrine. It has the same function as adrenaline. Genocide. I'm actually seasonal. I'm familiar with these things, but I want to break okay. it down. So this condition actually in, in people with um, furocomocytoma, it's like a tumor that produces um, these hormones in excess. And because these hormones are associated with um um, I'm trying to use words um, that we can relate with. Um, there's something called like a sympathetic activity where your body produces lots of hormones, especially during, um, like I mentioned, flight or fight, or you're trying to run away, or you're anxious and all of that. So that tumor produces a lot of that hormones and increases your blood pressure. So in people, especially in the young, when we see cases like elevated high blood pressure, we want to investigate as soon as oh, what is actually happening here? Do you understand? So there are a wide range of investigations we carry out as to what exactly is going on so that we can manage the effects. So what, what foods, uh, let me use that first. What foods should people avoid? Right, are there foods that, particularly, you know, because one of the major things I want us to deal with today um, are cycles that people have had. So some of me have studied family patterns and then they, they see that, oh, their mom had arthritis or, you know, dad had cancer or somebody had a history of stroke or blood pressure and all of that. What are some of the things that you think people should begin to look at and say, hey, I can do without that. I can do without that. I need to give myself a better chance at life. So 
Okay, so I would mention now, I would just still use the case study of high blood pressure here. And this also applies to other conditions like diabetes and um, other co um, comorbidities as well. Some of these diseases that are silent killers, like um, you really might not have some symptoms. I, I've seen people, for example, I've seen people working with blood pressure over 200 and they're feeling good. They're not feeling absorbed. They're not, yes, they're fine. They're standing, they're no symptom at all. That's why we call them silence killers. It's not written on the forefront. Sometimes you might not feel anything. Wow. So um, for um, high blood pressure and generally, like what we usually just um, advise, um, so some of the foods that we actually advise that you do away with um, is um, something called um, saturated fats. So an example of that is um like butter. So most of the saturated fats are found in um animal animal um animal um foods like um beef, um poultry, some dairy products, and these saturated fats have been found to be um, causing increase in one's cholesterol. And the cholesterol we're actually bothered about is the bad cholesterol because the bad cholesterol also refers to as the um, low-density protein. Yes, low-density lipoprotein, LDL. <laughs> low-density lipoprotein, that's the LDL. Uh, it's been linked to... Um, 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 cases of high blood pressure, diabetes, having a stroke. So we usually advise that you cut down on your consumption of um, beef, poultry, um, food, and butter, and, and take more of unsaturated fats because these are healthy fats. And an example is... Um, um, on coconut oil. So when you want to cook, we advise that you use oils like um, coconut oil, sunflower oil. Oh, so sorry. Apologies, please. I need to turn up the chain. Just uh, a minute. All right, not a problem. All right, so I hope we're listening. They say you should go and look for flour. Put that flour inside the sun until it begins to melt. Then you collect the oil from the flour inside the sun. That's what you use to fry your egg tomorrow morning. The only thing is that sun is not shining tonight. So if you have plans of frying yam, frying egg, frying potato, frying or frying day, that's Friday, two days from now. You don't know how you're going to do it. The only thing you can fry, you can fry day, because you know it's night, there's no sun now. Tomorrow there will be sun. Use part of that to do you get sunflower oil. Hmm? How about use the sunflower oil? S O N, the sun of righteousness. The sun, the sun. Hmm? As it begins to blossom within your hearts, the oil, the anointing oil. That's why you should use Goya oil. <laughs> oh! All right, no, but on a serious note, it's not like the way I described it though. But they said, use, I've heard about olive oil, can be great, sunflower oil, coconut oil. I know that PLT and I, PLT, what's that oil we stay buying to use? It's not olive oil we stay using in the house. Like early in the year or last year, what's it? What do we use? I think it's virgin olive oil. Yeah, olive yeah, oil. Yeah, olive oil. Do, do we still live on, we still use it, right? Mm. My pastor, sir, once, once. 
But you know, we've been speaking about red meat, so we've reduced our intake of red meat in the house. Let me show you. Yes, this. that one we have just yeah. goat meat and so, fish. Goat meat, fish. Yeah, these things are so important. Those are be damn so. These things are so important, right? And it's amazing that the little changes will give us a very fair chance, right, of not falling into the patterns of our predecessors. Again, somebody's going to be like, oh, well, but my, my mom lived up to X, Y, Z. See, the world has become a lot more toxic. And by toxic, not just socially toxic or relationship toxic or, right, or morally toxic. It's actually the toxins in the air, right? <laughs> Sulfur content is higher, carbon monoxide content is higher, the ozone layer is thinner, the water has more contaminants, more pollution, the air. So all of those things have a way of attaching themselves at a very granular level. So your cells, you know, yeah, and that then complicates the whole of stuff. Now, P. also said something earlier, right, and she said, my question has always been, why are the good things to eat hard or expensive to get or not sweet? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Okay, no, please, land. You're speaking about coconut oil. Oh, she used cocoa and nut oil. So I don't want to fry anything. She gets the cocoa from, an, from the eba. Use it to fry it. She used cocoa. <laughs> flour. Which other oil would you recommend? Olive oil? Yes, all, yes, I wanted to mention that olive oil. I understand that uh, most of these so things are very expensive. Can you hear me, sir? Yeah, yeah. Go on. I, was going I to understand that yeah, yeah. these things are actually very expensive. Trust me, they are really, really expensive. And um, in as much as we want to. So we're not saying that you should um, totally um, take out... Yes, eliminate this um saturated fat, but you need to reduce, like limit your consumption of all of these things, and especially the quantity that you take. So I'm not saying I know it's not possible for you to totally eradicate, especially in the country where we live in and all of that. Trust me, it's not possible. I would be lying if I say it's possible to um, totally cut out all of that, but we say limit the consumption of these things, especially um, this um, like this kind of fat I mentioned, even processed foods as well. Um, I know like sausages, bacons, and all of that, we actually need to cut down on our consumption of all of these um, things. Now, aside cutting the signal seems to have dropped or the signal strength is reduced. The signal strength seems to have reduced. Of all of these things we actually had because these are rich in Okay, can you hear us? I can hear you now. Okay. All right. So I was thinking earlier, you said olive oil is good. So it finally occurred to me that that's why we had olive de coco. That's oliva de coco. That olive can cook very well. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, right. like I was saying, very good, very good. <laughs> so I was saying that um, you, you, um, so we advise that you also consume lots of fruits and vegetables because um, these are very rich in vitamins and minerals that actually help to boost one's immune system. Ideally, it's actually advised that at least every day try to take one fruit. Yeah. I know fruits are not, you can actually, let's like, it's quite affordable. You can just buy apple, for example, 100 naira. You've taken one fruit, do you understand? So vegetables, now the vegetables I'm talking about here, not necessarily like maybe preparing a furry roll and all of that, like the vegetables. So even your carrots, carrot is a type of vegetable, your cabbage and all of that. So you can actually incorporate all of these things in your meals or on some occasion. But fruits especially should actually um, be added to our diet because this, <laughs> this can actually um, help boost one's immunity and actually prevent us from coming down with some certain kind of... Um, um, illnesses and all of that because once your immunity is low you're predisposed to any kind of sickness, any kind of disease and um, yeah um, another thing I would like to mention is um, salt salt intake has been found to um, increase one's blood pressure and this is how it works so um, when you take a lot of salt the way the body works is that salt Water goes along with salt. Water goes along with salt. So when you have a lot of salt in your bloodstream, you're pulling water and you're increasing the volume in that bloodstream, rather in that blood vessel. So let me just paint a scenario. So the blood vessel is just like a pipe. And you have a lot of salt, you have a lot of water, you have a lot of um, cholesterol that can be like maybe, for example, when you have like a drainage system that has a lot of debris and another drainage system without debris. So the pressure at which water would flow where you have lots of debris will be higher. So let's just equate that to um, lots of salt, lots of water, lots of cholesterol, your body has to pump against a very high pressure in order to supply your organs. So you are increasing the pressure. So that's why we say cut down on your salt intake, cut down on your consumption of fatty meals and fried meals in addition to whatever medication if needed that will be prescribed so these are the things that we advise we also advise alcohol consumption that you need to cut down consumption of alcohol you need to um, reduce the amount of alcohol you take you need to quit cigarette smoking because all of these things have actually been um, attributed to development of all these um, diseases that we see right now nowadays yeah and exercise exercise is actually very 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 important now the kind of exercise we talk about so if you want to do um so we talk about brisk walking i'm not saying that you should just throw that's not an exercise so it has to be brisk you can run you can do cycling and all of that because this actually help help um help your body and actually prevent or rather reduce the chances of you developing um, um, conditions like high blood pressure. So generally, those are the things we usually just advise and um, yeah, also stay hydrated.
water water is very very important and you cannot replace water with consumption of um fizzy drinks coke because these drinks contain lots of sugar and sugar high sugar content has been related or rather is directly related to all of these conditions especially diabetes and yeah so cut down your consumption of fizzy drinks take lots of water yeah wow now this sounds like a lot of different things to do but they are very very helpful um i think that <laughs> everybody just has to be able to start somewhere right yeah i think we are still stuck on this expensive apple thing you know there's this old idiom an apple a day or axiom an apple a day keeps the doctor away and it sounds like a, like a poem right until i began to study and i discovered that actually it really is true because one of the major things that affects your health is the oxidants right so the rate of oxidation in your body you know when people say that, oh, that guy is rusty, that's an expression that is no longer up to par, delivering at a level of excellence. But in chemistry, oxidation is actually what happens when there's rust, right? As in for when the price of rusting is actually oxidation. So what you want to increase in your body is the volume of antioxidants, isn't that so? Antioxidants. Yeah. So antioxidants will reduce or reverse the oxidation process, which generally then accelerates the aging process. So a lot of times, of course, I know there are other factors to it, right? But when people are aging, it means that there's a lot of oxidation going on in their bodies. And so what things like fruits and vegetables do is that they provide the resources with natural things. There's this guy I follow online. I've shown some of his videos to uh, my wife. Dr. Holistic, that's his name. So my wife was saying earlier that it's going to start from, the guy literally has bought, he bought massive acres of land in America. He's an American, right? Massive acres, <laughs> that's a Dr. P. Dams. Massive acres of land, and he grows his own fruit. And his philosophy is, look at what it says. It said natural understands natural, right? Natural processes natural. The body is a natural system. So the more natural the food you feed it, the easier your digestion is gonna be, the easier your health or the better your health is going to be. Um, I think the network went bad. Right. Now, unfortunately, that because of the business of life, when Doc is back, please let me know so you can get it back. Unfortunately, what many of us do is that we try to put what is not natural into what is natural. And I think if you start looking at, so there's a concept I have where I say your body is the vehicle for your purpose, right? Now your body, your, your vehicle, that's your car, it has a place where you put water. It has a place where you put brake oil. It has a place where you put engine oil. It has a place where you put um, petrol, PMS or diesel, depending on the kind of engine it is. Now all those things are oils or fluids. But you don't just put everything everywhere in the same proportion. In fact, there's a way you're going to put so much water in the radiator and then it's going to affect the functionality of that stuff. So this means that we need to be more intentional. We need to be more uh, circumspect 
And then we need to place a lot of value on those things. All right. Somebody talk to me. Talk, talk, talk to me. How is this going? Is somebody learning something? Is somebody picking up on something? Because we won't talk about exercise and then we'll talk about faith and the place of faith in all of this. Oh, yes. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. As a matter of fact, you know, I have a friend and that friend speaks about a certain doctor in the UK. It says the doctor's name is Dr. Daring. According to Dr. Daring, it said that yam, right, provides for your body almost all the nutrients that you need. Yam. And then nuts. So if you eat nuts, like groundnuts, uh, what are called peanuts, cashew nuts, right, they affect, they, they provide, they strengthen the body essentially, right? And the guy said, have you noticed that back then in Africa, people used to be very strong and virile. In fact, there's, a, there's a, uh, an American health expert that I was listening to about four years ago. And he said that he did a trip to Africa and he went to the village and he saw that in the village where he went, I don't know why he went for some medical intervention or just for observation as the Americans can do sometimes. They saw that everybody was fit. Everybody was musculature, well-toned and fit. And they observed their lifestyle that every day they're walking out, they're walking in the fields or hunting or carrying water or lifting something. They are moving. They are naturally exercising. <laughs> Pastor Scully, Lara. Literally exercising. And that he discovered, right, the real meaning of diet. That diet actually means the way of life. Way of life. That's the original meaning of diet. So if you also look at our grandfathers, great-grandfathers, you also realize that generally they were fit. They, you know, fed on herbs and stuff like that. So this is this is important. All right, let's begin to have some questions. If you have a question, you can type it so that when Doc is back, she will take on that question. Who has a thought, uh, an observation, a concern that you want to share? You can drop that in the comments as well. I don't know if you can see me now. Okay. Uh, I see. Sorry about that. Figure it out. Yeah, we can see. Thank you, Mira. Okay. Okay, so while we are with questions, I just want to chip this in that um, this is actually a lifelong journey and um, you need to start from somewhere. You don't, I don't expect you, like, for example, exercise or I want to register in the gym or something like that. But little things, taking baby steps actually go a long way. Like I say, little drops of water make a mighty ocean. So start from somewhere, little by little. Your body actually gets um, adjusted to some of these things. Your intention about it, your, it requires a lot of, um, consciousness you need to be intentional i need to be in good health physically because um prevention like they say is better than cure and um it's cheaper actually it's less expensive to engage in all of these things than when you fall ill and you get to um, spend a lot of money so that's why i usually advocate for prevention try as much as possible to um, 
disengage from some unhealthy habits that can predispose you to certain conditions and all of that. So baby steps, one step at a time, make sure that you're taking steps, actions towards um, achieving um, um, a good, healthy lifestyle. All right. So please take note of that, baby steps. So a couple of low-hanging fruits. You might not be able to buy a treadmill in your house because that might be like hundreds of thousands of stuff. But you can buy a skipping rope that is possibly, I don't know, 3,000 naira now or something like that. You can buy a skipping rope. You might not be able to swim, but if you flood your bathroom with water, maybe you can pretend to be swimming up the wall or something. <laughs> Yeah, right. even aerobic, aerobic exercises at home, you can download like, some free videos and all of that where you can actually just participate in all of these things. So these are some of the things we can do. So if you have the money to um, subscribe to any gym session and all of that, fine, go ahead to do that. So there are apps that we created. So. Let me ask this while somebody is typing their question. Why is it that... <laughs> When it comes to Netflix, right, many people don't struggle with consistency. When it comes to soap operas, browsing the internet, all of that, scrolling online, many people don't struggle with consistency. But when it comes to working out, swimming, eating right, that's when. <laughs> exactly. It's chilling. We are really not doing so much. Do you understand? It's fixing and chilling. So all those other activities require like your full participation. So yeah. All right. It's really engaging. So like I think let me I mean we can all share what has worked for us. What has generally worked for me? So there was a time where a lot more aggressive and faithful with our intense workout. Like wife and I would actually maybe run the treadmill for for five minutes, sometimes up to an hour. Right. Um, well, we haven't done that in a while. So what I do in the mornings now, I do jumping jacks, I do push-ups and stuff just before I put my bath and all. But what I discovered is what used to help me at that time, as in when I would be on the treadmill, is I'll either be praying, praying in the spirit, or listening to audio Bible, or listening to a well, podcast once in a while, or catching up on the songs I want us to listen to on um, on Apple Music. So I think that if we can also sort of like infuse what we normally do. Yeah. yeah. Just add that one, especially if your mind is very active and you have a tendency of, like, you don't just want to be looking at your sweats dropping. You want something else to be doing. But we need to do that. Um, and I yeah. think that we really need to embrace that because even Enoch, he walked with the Lord, right? That was some kind of exercise. When you walk with God, you're exercising your faith. I'll be good that one. All right. Pivik says, Pivik the celebrant, she said, Thank you so much, Doc. Really insightful. Please, what's your take on food supplements? Is it a necessity or they can be replaced with a very good consumption of fruits and vegetables? There are a range of products on the market from Reload to Well Woman, Well Man is even Well Kids. I'm not sure if there's no Well Baby. And many have advised that one should take them religiously. And part of that association, laughter. But... Is it really a necessity or just a big pharma strategy to keep us buying? Thank you. That's a good question. Okay, so I would say that um, 
I would actually advocate for taking fruits and vegetables first because all of these contain varying um, number of vitamins and minerals. However, there are some people that we need to supplement with um, some of these um, vitamins, especially. So I usually say that if there is an indication for you to actually use a supplement, for example, maybe realize that oh, you have a low calcium level, maybe you're coming down with um, pains and all of that. and during our investigations we found out that oh, maybe some of your um some of these um some of these levels are actually low we actually want to supplement with you taking some of these supplements because when you take some of these supplements when they are not indicated um there can be some form of overload yeah so you're more um than good and also this applies let me just um digress a little this also applies to taking antibiotics when you take antibiotics when it's not indicated when it's not necessary wow. the antibiotics would actually reduce your immunity and predispose you to um having some form of infection and also if there is any need for you to take antibiotics, especially when your doctor, that's why it's very important that you seek um, medical advice. If there is any need for you to take antibiotics, because I know many people are quick to go into the um, pharmacy, to the chemist and complaining to them. And also part of their own strategy is also to sell their drug and all sorts of things for you too. And, um, <laughs> tell you to use all of this it's the truth and um, tell you to use all of these things and um you you're causing more harm than good so i would say that um yes some of these um supplements are actually good especially when indicated and um but if i would rather say you take lots of fruits and vegetables than um, just getting all of these um supplements and all yeah all right Good stuff. Darren says, to be honest, I have been trying to stay consistent with going to the gym, but I decided not to lie to myself that I'd go every day, but decided to stay intentional with two or three days. Well, I'm not sure that's a question. I think it's a comment. And I think you already mentioned that baby steps are important. Piot says, all this mixing of agbo, is it a good natural cleanser? So I want to just highlight something you mentioned earlier. Um, you mentioned something about antibiotics and there are people that any small thing they just run to pharmaceuticals and basically when you do that there's an infusion of agents that your body does not need and so there is an overage it's like you are overcompensating right and then you're sort of like teaching your body how to not be responsible for itself almost like you are taking your teenage son to school, sitting by him in the classroom and answering the questions for him. And so what happens is it gets used, gets used to having mommy around, right? Is that uh -huh. good analogy? And when mommy's not around, auntie, I didn't auntie, can you help me? And so that's what happens. Any small thing in Nigeria, malaria, malaria. Please, why do doctors just- Malaria and typhoid. Yeah, twins. <laughs> Why do you doctors in Nigeria always seem to just say everything happening in this world has to do with malaria? Why? Mm -hmm. 
I would say, I'd rather say that <laughs> not everything is malaria. Look on your face for me. Many doctors, that's sort of like what they just pivot to, like. So, because um, I would say that this is the way I would um, address that um, not everything is malaria because um, most of the symptoms that um, malaria gives can be unspecific and it can be related to other illnesses. However, because we live in a, like an endemic area where um, malaria, so that's the go-to thing to actually think of like, oh, let's actually investigate, check, does this patient have malaria? Because common things, like they say, common things are commonly. So those are the things with actually like, what are the things that are common in our environments and rather screen for that. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see, I see, I see. All right, let me see. Is there any other question? Are there other questions? Okay, so let's answer the Agbo matter. Some people say, oh, I do herbal stuff, right? Now, I'm I'm a believer in herbs, but not necessarily. I don't buy the Agbo that people sell. I don't, <laughs> I don't buy that. So let me give you some examples of things I do because I use my voice a lot. Um, and sometimes my voice gets hoarse or my voice gets worked. So ginger, I do ginger. I do some garlic. Like sometimes I do like ginger tea, not the processed ginger tea. Like I'll buy ginger and I'll heat it up, put a bit of honey in it. Um, and I know there's a lot of antioxidants in ginger as well. Yeah. Right. Uh, what else do I do PLT? Yeah, I just like do some of those those things. <laughs> so, but there are some people, they literally any agbo seller that is traveling. Ah, No, let me say other things, right? But they just ask for those things. Like, what do you have to say about that? In the name of herbal medicine is the best medicine. Okay, so I am not against, so there's going to be a cross. I'm not against um, you taking, like the example you mentioned, ginger drink, which is actually good <laughs> and healthy. Because even some of these medications that we take, um, they are actually gotten from like plants, trees, bats, and they are processed. For example, um, quinine, one of the anti-malarias we use, um, was gotten from um, like backs of trees and all of that. So they are actually very medicinal. However, the um, herbal um, medical drinks rather that people sell, they mix all of these things with genes, with alcohol, and that is actually very harmful, especially to our liver, to our kidneys. So I advise that you don't opt for that. And really, it's not um, yeah, because before when medications are being um, um are being um process they go through or rather produce they go through lots of um trials they go through lots of processing and all of that and um like the dosages there is there is a certain dosage that would um would be um, beneficial but whatever the herbal drinks that these people sell whatever it is that they sell it's not um there are no trials done on it it's just anything they just mix based on their own discretion 
they just mix all sorts of things and there was let me just give an example there was a sad incident that happened some years ago when i was in um, doing my housemanship and um, they brought a unit to the hospital this unit was actually like a like a newborn baby was actually what we call jaundiced like oh. very um all, all you can see like very like very yellow let me put that in quotes yellow ginger in quotes yellow and all of that and we found out that oh like the liver and some of the organs were already decompensating and digging down to the stream, they found out that the modern like one of the grandmas gave the child about concussion and um this um caused a lot of um cascade of events and all of that and left to the mom the child was ill and she felt like ah, agu, agu, and all of that and i really don't know how it was prepared and all of that and this child eventually died because this um we really don't know what they mix together and all of that and they are actually very detrimental to one's health especially to one's liver especially to one's kidneys and all of that so it's very very important that we are purchase or what we hear like oh this is good for you this is the and you really don't know if it's backed up by evidence like oh has this been found to be very good and all of that so um it's very important that we don't just jump at purchasing all sorts of things based on oh i worked for me or, or they say i reduce my blood pressure and all of that for example when you tell me um your blood pressure is very high and you're telling me oh i'm taking ginger and garlic to reduce the blood pressure it doesn't work that way it actually doesn't work because there are medications that have been that have been produced to actually help lower there are ways in which they actually act in the body to actually help lower the blood pressure so it's very important that we that's why health education is key most people are misinformed and that's why it's very important that we um we we enlighten people knowledge is power because when you're enlightened you're able to make more informed decisions as to your health and that's when i even see patients in the hospitals when i counsel them and talk about oh this i try to I try as much as possible to break down whatever it is that is going on so that they understand and they are informed like okay so this is why we are giving you this medication to act against this to prevent this to help address this because if you understand the impacts you're able to adhere are you able to comply to whatever it is that is being done for you awesome awesome so we need to keep educating ourselves so that we don't fall god forbid and then uh, yeah and then of course as parents being watchful over our children um you know, because they're very vulnerable so you don't want to just you know, drop your child in an auntie uncle grandfather grandmother's house but before you know it there are the guys already chewing orobo at the age of three months right and all of that i was orobo oroibo that's the poison of the bush okay um i mean like they, they say it has cleansing i know yeah for adults right but for like children <laughs> i know i know man well you give the person to an uncle who didn't want in the north the guy is chewing guru, chewing guru, chewing guru. And then maybe starts walking all the way to mangoro. 
Right. That is it. In fact, Mola has a personal question. It's very deep and dear to his heart. He said, how about Alomo bitters and 7 Up? It's like he wants to try a cocktail of mixtures. Alomo bitters. Then he had now asked later about yo-yo bitters. Can you speak about bitters? We have five minutes to close. So, it's... so like, um, I really don't know the constituents of all of these um, yo-yo bitters and Alomo bitters. And, and you mixing it with 7 Up. <laughs> Like, I, will, <laughs> I, I don't subscribe to that. Let me just say that. Like, I don't subscribe to that. Or, for example, I, I actually saw another comment, malt and um, milk for blood um, to increase your blood level. That's that's not true. There's no correlation between you taking what? malt and milk. Now, the reason... When they donate blood, they give them malt and milk. Exactly. So the reason why they give them blood, uh, malt and milk is actually <laughs> to boost their energy. It's, it's not to replace blood. So what provides the blood? <laughs> it's not um, so um, the way um, the way our bodies like the way God is actually so marvelous and um, there are already systems put in place like we have our bone marrows that actually produce all of these cells. Do you understand? That actually give rise to our blood cells, our blood levels, and all of that. I would increase that. However, there are some um, factors that actually cause one to have a low blood level. Even diets. When you take food that are deficient in iron, you can actually have it's a type of anemia, or rather, anemia is actually low blood level, a type of anemia called um, iron deficiency anemia. So instances like that, because we know that this patient is iron deficient, we give iron tablets. We don't give more than milk. It is iron tablets that we give. There's, so we, we, when we see someone with low blood level, a lot of things can actually cause one's body to um one's blood level to be low is it that oh someone is losing blood what is actually causing them to lose blood could it be their period could it be fibroid could it be their diet could it be some form of infection like maybe parasitic infection or so it's, it's, it's a wide range so we actually investigate especially when their levels are very 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 low and when we know the reason we address so malt and milk does not increase your blood level. Instead, it increases your energy. Yeah. I see. All right. Thanks for clarifying that because that, this one is an age-long myth, oh. like from secondary school back then. Say, oh, come on, do not wake up, something like that. And then you have the health centers. You're like, you don't donate blood. Just give them like a whole carton of milk. You see, junior boys, trying to go and donate blood for the senior boys that they hate in the name of egg, milk, and malt. All right. Um, so yes, we're talking about iron deficiency, but you know, in many parts of Nigeria, people don't even have enough electric electricity to power their iron. So how will they be able to have meals that don't have that are not iron deficient? Because if you want a lot of iron in your food, wouldn't that mean that you have to start cooking with your electric iron so that you sort of there'll be more iron in the food? This is something like that. No, something like that. So, um, give us, give us the so specific iron is, Yeah. Okay, yes, that's what I'm saying. So, 
most of our vegetables, especially green leafy vegetables, are very rich in iron. And we do is also uh, rich. Yes, and for you and all of that, the green leafy mm. vegetables, your hair, your cars, and all of that, they are actually rich in iron. Even fish is rich in iron. Milk is rich in iron. So uh, these are common um, staple foods that we can easily get and all of that, yeah. All right. So we have a few more minutes, so we're going to make this sharp, sharp. Please, could you help us talk to people from a certain part of the country that will know themselves, who don't feel like I've actually cooked until number one, I've bleached the oil, bleached the fry pan, and then the fish is swimming inside the oil. There's too much pepper inside the oil. Everything has to be oily. Okay. Right. Um, how? A lot of people are on this table. That necessary? Must there be oil all over the place? I know you want things to be smooth, but must you have? You want your cooking to be smooth, but must you have oil all over the place? So I would say that um, moderation is actually key. Is very. Um, um, important excess of everything isn't good and like we mentioned earlier um, we are trying to limit our consumption of all of these things so when you cook with a lot of oil you're actually increasing your um, risk of um, you're actually increasing your risk of having high cholesterol because these oils are actually rich in cholesterol especially the unhealthy ones so you want to limit reduce your um usage the quantity that you use i know and sometimes i usually also just advise that not necessarily do you want to assess you cooking definitely you need to use um oil to cook and all of that but there are other options especially maybe you want to fry stuff so we have um um, instead of frying, you can boil, you can grill. There are other um, um, ways in which you can cook your meals and all of that, and you still enjoy it. So you need to limit. I know it's not possible to do away with all of these things, but moderation is key. You need to cut down on the usage of all of this. All right. Two more questions. Number one, I hope the network is not going off again. All right, let me see people on YouTube. Mm, I'm not taking questions from YouTube. Can uh, you hear me? I don't need... Yeah, you, you went off for a while, for like 10 seconds. Okay, so I would say that, uh, what I was saying is that um, moderation, moderation in everything is actually key. Excess of doing things would actually um, be harmful. So you need to actually limit the usage of um, this kind of oils that we use, whether to fry, to cook our meals. We need to actually cut down on um, the usage of all of these things. And um, bleaching oil is actually unhealthy, although um, bleaching oil, like when you cook it, is actually very sweet. <laughs> your father's stew, your IMSA sauce, and all of that. But the truth is that the truth is the truth is actually on the energy. Yeah. Beautiful. Now let's look at uh, someone asked a question. How about the agbos that you make at home? So someone said, I think it was Shia that said, my mom used to cook something with pop water. Pop water. Agbo that you make at home. Again, I guess we don't know the constituents of it. Yes, I really don't know the constituent of it. And also the um, 
um, yeah, the main thing is actually the ingredients used in the preparation of um, this agu, and also how it's being prepared matters soon. Yeah. All right. How about roadside suya? Somebody asked a question about roadside suya. That what's what's you know should people eat suya? This one, that one. Okay, so mm. <laughs> <laughs> so roadside suya. These suya are actually made from um, red meats, beefs, and all of that. We mentioned that red meat is actually unhealthy. We need to limit that. I recently heard of something, and I was amazed regarding roadside suya that some of these um some of these um um people that sell suya also put some um, paracetamol they infuse paracetamol in the suya and i'm wondering like why why do they do that um some say oh maybe to clean the beef and all of that and that's actually alarming so we actually need to be careful careful with um all of these things that we eat yeah Going to be very, very okay, careful. to make the meat soft. Timmy said it's to make the yes, meat rather, soft. Okay, rather to make it soft, yeah. And then to make and the person's health hard after making the meat soft. <laughs> exactly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I always try to make sure we close by 8.45, and I think we've gone some minutes above that. Let us thank Dr. Toby for volunteering her time. Just being here with us, giving it to us hot, hot. Thank you so much. We love you. We we appreciate you. We are grateful that you've shared so generously and so freely. Um, Yeah, it's just beautiful, very enlightening. Clarified a couple of things. And for some of us who have been studying about our health, it was a very healthy reminder. We did a health series. I think the last health series we did was early last year, the LEAP series. Um, So that's already 18 months ago. So I try to make sure that we have refreshers, you know, from time to time. So we're definitely going to have more of you. At the end of this series, we're going to have some live demonstrations, most likely the Sunday after next. This Sunday is Father's Day. So we're going to talk about Dr. Jesus loves fathers or something like that. Or Dr. Jesus sets out men issues or something like that. All right. So something for men and then the women that love them, something like that will be Sunday. So, but I think the Sunday after next, we will then have Dr. Jesus live, which is going to be, you know, demonstrations, examination, check your blood pressure, all this good stuff, right? Consultations. So please, Doc, help us clear your schedule for next week, Sunday. That's 10 days from now. And that will be like a great time to round off the circle. What, what date is that? So that's 25th. Yeah, I think 25th. Then after yeah, that's going to be a great to round, round of the series um, because the Sunday after that is going to be a mid-year Thanksgiving. Okay, before we proceed and wrap up the meeting, please just drop a word of appreciation for Doctor Adewi, and let's also celebrate her husband. Is Mister Adewi on the call? I hope he's on the call. Is it? Is he your husband? So he's yes, blushing. He didn't ask any question. He didn't make any comments. He's just blushing, 
somewhere in the background, like, yeah, that's my wife. <laughs> All right, we celebrate you guys. We love you both. And um, we're grateful for right we, we're great we're great for you guys um thank you and we just pray that the wisdom you've shared will also find practical manifestation in your life and your lives and as you bring forth your own children and family they will also thrive in health and strength in the name of jesus you will not have the infirmities that you relieve people of Neither will your house, your bodies be hosts to any ailment, sickness, or disease. Jesus indeed will be your doctor and operate that manifestly in your life in Jesus' name. Thank you. Lord, I pray for all of your sons and daughters under my care. I ask, oh Lord, in this moment that you will clothe and envelope everyone here with grace and glory and strength and capacity and stature. Lord, I come against every age-long disease. I come against every ailment and every illness. I release the flow of virtue. Even in this moment, I stir up the healing streams and the healing waters, and I proclaim this anyone here with anything as little as a headache or a pain in a bone, a finger, the nape of their neck, ankles, I command that pain, go now in the name of Jesus. And I proclaim concerning every weight upon the soul, upon the mind. I command such discipline now in the name of Jesus. I release the glory and the grace of Christ upon every life hereby represented, every home hereby represented. I proclaim that the energy of God, the energy of the spirit flows into every home, into every marriage, into every union, relationship, business, every ministry, every team, every department, and that together as a house will be whole, healthy, strong, stable, protected, preserved by your mighty power and by your excellent kindness. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.